Welcome to Listening to Paint Chat with Mike and Dan, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. Thank you so much, Aaron, for handling the intro today. With the new normal of everyone being at home, I figured I would put one of the kids to work. I've always thought that family was an important part of the painting journey. I hope this recording finds you safe and healthy. I'm so glad you could join me on the continued quest to become better, braver, and happier painters. This is mini episode number four, and today I'll be reviewing AK Interactive's third generation acrylic paints. There's quite a bit of hype about these, so it was interesting to see them work in first person. Just a quick refresher on the ground rules for reviews. First, I purchase these with my own money, and no company has asked me to do a review. Second, I have these paints in my possession, and I'm using them. Third, this is just my opinion. You have to make decisions with your hobby money. My goal is to provide you with as much information as possible, and these paints may or may not suit the way that you paint. With that out of the way, here's kind of the lowdown. I purchased eight paints, one ink, and one bottle of glaze medium for Michigan Toy Soldier during their Adapticamp promotion. I got a very good deal on them. There was a 10% discount for pre-ordering, a 10% returning customer discount, and another 10% for Adapticamp, which means it cost me about $319 US for a bottle. The only downside was that AK short-shipped a couple of the colors, so they were on back order. Not a big deal in the end, but it's just a bummer. Kind of like to do the whole thing at one time. In the new line of paints from AK Interactive, there are a few different types. They have standard, metals, pastels, inks, and intense paints. Most of my paints were focused on the intense paints. Um, I bought intense black, white, deep yellow, deep blue, deep red, and deep violet. I also bought standard black red and deck tan. I purchased sepia ink and the new glaze medium that was specifically designed for these paints. A quick note, if you're looking for equivalent colors from other brands, you can actually find them on the AK site. For example, I use Vallejo deck tan as a base for a warm white. I use a lot of it and I'm almost out of it. I noticed that AK had a new deck tan on on their site. They said it was the same color as the Vallejo one. It's not a perfect match, but it's pretty close. Maybe it's a little bit lighter and just a little bit warmer. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 maybe it'll become my new substitute. I'll post a pic of the two side by side on our Instagram page at Listening to Paint Dry. So you can see you'll also put other photos uh, from the tests that I ran and pictures of the bottles of paint as well. Once again, that's at Listening to Paint Dry on Instagram. And I'll also post it there on Facebook as well. Now, I did not receive the black and white paints. Those are on back orders, and typically I would want to wait to do the review since I like to do the primaries, red, yellow, blue, as well as black and white when I try out a new paint set. But this time I decided to go ahead and get this out as quickly as possible. I received the paints Monday morning, April 13th, and I'm recording this at 12.30 a.m. Tuesday, April 14th, and the episode will go live later that day. So I put the paint through five different tests. Please note that I have not airbrushed with these yet. In a later episode, I will go through how they work in that environment, but I just didn't have the time given the nature and how fast the turnaround is, and plus I work a day job, so I couldn't spend most of my day just playing with them, although I really wish I could have. The first test was the one I do with every single new paint I get, finger painting. I put a little bit of each color on a palette and see how they feel. All seven of them were regular acrylic paints, basically felt the same. They're very smooth, kind of sticky, and probably about the thickness, but somewhere between Reaper and Vallejo paints. Reaper paints have a tendency to be one of the thinner paint brands that are out there. Vallejo is kind of like the standard thickness out there. Um, they're much thinner than, let's say, a Citadel or a Scale 75 paint and Andrea paint. So Andrea paints are like creamy. I would, I would have to say they're also thinner than more color paints as well. 
Uh, sorry, I can't give you a, a taste test of this. <laughs> I'm not a brush looker, so that one you're on your own for. Good luck with that. The next four tests resolve around dilution. I put five drops of paint on a matte side of a piece of plastic art to replicate how it would go on a miniature. I left the first drop to dry. I moved the second one around with the brush undiluted to see how it kind of worked to behave straight out of the pot. The third drop was diluted one to one with water. The fourth drop was diluted one to two paint to water. And the fifth drop was diluted one to one with new, the new AK Interactive Glaze Medium, which was designed specifically for these paints. So on the card that you will see on Instagram at listening to paint dry, I started with AK Interactive Intense Deep Blue, uh, undiluted. They painted out nicely. Um, I could see how it could leave brush strokes if you try to leave it straight from the pot. You know, typically oh, you would only leave it straight from the pot if you were doing wet blend, wet and wet blending. 50-50 uh, with water or one-to-one -one with water uh, reduced pretty nicely. Uh, nice thin, not as not as the brush strokes kind of go away. However, though, when we got one to two with paint to water, where there was more water than paint, um, it did kind of tide mark a bit and leave kind of a bit of coffee stain. Now, the interesting thing is that with all three, with those two dilutions, kind of the vibrancy of the paint kind of decreases. But when I went one-to-one -one with AK Glaze Interactive Glaze Medium, the vibrancy of the blue really stands out. Actually, it's, it's really an intense blue, which is really kind of nice. As far as the deep yellow goes, moved around nicely, had pretty good coverage for a yellow. Um, I would say one-to-one -one with water was really perfect. Uh, came in really nicely. Uh, when I did it one-to-two paint to water, you know, kind of tide marked around the edges. Uh, so you have to be careful with that. That just means very simply, don't overload your paintbrush. You're going to want to paint with, when you're going one to two. Now you're getting into the world of glazing. You're going to want to decrease the amount of paint on your brush and make sure it doesn't pull when you lift the brush off. When I mixed it with one to one AK Interactive Glaze Medium, it had the same kind of effect. It kept really kept the vibrancy of the yellow. I will say though that the one to one with water was just as vibrant. AK Interactive Deep Red. Same thing, actually pretty good coverage out of the pot for a red because most reds are very transparent to begin with. Interacted nicely one-to-one -one with water. Actually interacted pretty well one-to-two with water, so it thinned very nicely. I would say though, uh, I was a little disappointed with the way one-to-one -one with the glaze medium. Um, it was Actually the brush strokes kind of stood out. You'll see it in the way it dried. Um, it was kind of splotchy now. Just so you know, this is kind of similar situation when painting over white for white primer versus black primer now i did not do a black primer test on this and i should have um but i just ran out of time and maybe i'll do a black primer test when i do use the airbrush um, and so oh these type of colors like yellow and red which are transparent in nature don't necessarily paint smoothly over a white prime to begin with uh, you usually have to use multiple layers, etc. And so just note with this test, I only did kind of one layer. So moving on to the AK Interactive Deep Violet, kind of a nice color. I didn't really have anything like this in my arsenal. Uh, so it was nice to have kind of this, uh, I don't want to say pastel blue, but it's definitely, um, it's a bit more of a desaturated kind of, it's not a bright, vibrant purple, but brush stroke, it looked nice undiluted, uh, good coverage when it was one-to-one -one with water. Um, just like the blue, though, it did kind of, it did not, what one to two paint to water did not do a good job keeping kind of the, 
the body of the paint together. And with the glaze, uh, glaze medium, uh, it's very nice. does have good coverage and keeps the integrity of the paint, as you would expect with the medium. So now moving on to the deck tan, which is just a standard paint, not an intense paint. Good coverage out of the pot. It's a little bit thick, one-to-one -one water. Um, it actually didn't thin that much, but it looks pretty good when you do one-to-two water. It still had good coverage. Uh, I did tide pool a little bit in an area. It's kind of a weird stain. And one-to-one -one with glaze medium, it interacted nicely. Black-red, kind of the same thing and actually looks pretty good with just straight out of the pot. Now, when I diluted it with water, it went to more of like, instead of kind of a black red color, it kind of, with water, kind of went kind of burgundy. And even more so, one to two with paint to water. Still really good coverage, actually. Both of the reds, the deep red and the black red, have really nice coverage for red paints. The interesting thing is when you kept it one to one with the glaze medium, it kept the kind of black red background. Now, I think that is incorrect. I think they should call it red black because it is definitely more red than black. It looks like a really nice shade color if you're going to shade red and it'll probably do really well for deep recesses on, on flesh and faces. So that might be a good good way to try it out. Maybe I'll give it a go. The last one I tested out was the sepia ink. Now this one was kind of a little bit of a fail. <laughs> ink behaves very differently on uh, straight plastic card. And most people don't just put pools of ink on on miniatures, so uh, this kind of test doesn't necessarily work particularly well. And you'll see that on the card on, on the Facebook page and on Instagram. When I just did it out of the pot, moved it around, nice, good coverage. It's a highly pigmented, very dense ink. One-to-one -one with water, it beat it up like nobody's business, so you can barely see what it did. But it looks like it, it still kept a pretty good integrity. One-to-two with paint to water it actually stayed on the card a little bit more which was kind of nice so you see it's still but it's still very opaque it did not get really transparent one-to-one -one with the glaze medium uh is interesting though because i feel like this truly brought out the color it's more of a dark dark brown ink um when i think sepia i maybe i'm programmed by original seraphim sepia and the sepia ink from the vallejo game color which kind of has an orangey tint in the background. As you thin it out, you kind of see hints of orange instead of necessarily just kind of, a, uh, I don't want to say murky, but maybe that's, you know, a dark brown. Uh, so they kind of, this, this is more of a dark brown type of color. But overall, though, the paints were enjoyable to play with. The intense colors lived up to their names and were rich in color and high in pigment. The two standards were good as well. I wouldn't say that these are things to write home about, but they're good colors. They're very strong, solid paints. All the paints dried with the matte finish, but not nearly kind of as matte as Scale 75. I would say they were on par with Vallejo and a little bit more matte than Citadel, which can sometimes have a, a satiny type of finish. All depends on your preferences. Uh, actually, for me, it depends on the, the finish and the color, depend on, on each other. So... It all depends on the style of how you paint, but these are definitely not uber matte, like Scale 75, but they're not, you don't really get any hints of shine, and you'll see that too when you see the picture on Instagram. Um, the Sepia ink is good, but I wouldn't say color-wise it's an exact replacement for Seraphim Sepia or Vallejo Game Color ink. Uh, both of these have more of an orange back in them, like I said. I think I feel like it's much closer to uh, Dollar Rowney's Sepia, Sepia ink. 
kind of reminds me when I added the glaze medium to it more of like Army Painter's Strong Tone, if you're familiar with that, but it's still good. I was surprised though, it is not, it is pretty shiny, but not as shiny like as a Scale 75 ink tense or like the Dalarani inks, which which I wouldn't even say satiny. They, they dry with a glossy finish, so you may not necessarily have to knock these back as far as, you know, it may not take more than one coat of a matte varnish to knock the shine back on these inks. So with that being said, I can't lie, I'll probably add more of these paints in the future because, you know, me and I like paints. Um, I look forward to seeing how the white and black work and maybe as I run out of other colors, I'll replace them with these AK Interactives. We'll, we'll see how things go. Well, I hope this review was helpful. Uh, let us know at listeningtopaintry at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's about a product you want us to review, a topic you'd like us to cover, any feedback you have about the show, or just if you want to tell us what you're working on. Hey, you know, it's kind of a lonely time out there. Don't be by yourself. Reach out to us. We, you know, would be, we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Listening to Paint Dry, both of which you'll find uh, images supporting this episode. We'll be back next week with an interview with Joe White from Smooth Blend Studios. We'll chat with him about his hobby journey and specifically about teaching kids to paint miniatures. So when it comes right down to it, the tools don't make the artist better, braver, and happier. It's the artists themselves. Until next time. Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan is a production of LTPTWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is Death by a Thousand Questions by Springtide. Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share-alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.